Hello and welcome to Frank Fryer Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bikowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And if you're listening today, October the 27th, 2023, the Holy Father Pope Francis has called for today to be a day of fasting and prayer for peace in the Middle East. So I thought it very appropriate to begin with a famous prayer that whether you're Catholic, Protestant, or many other traditions, you will know it. It's called the Prayer of St. Francis, and it's all about peace. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And I'm going to be reflecting today on the readings for this coming Sunday. And one of my listeners reminded me that not everybody that listens to Frank Fryer Friday Fridays is Catholic. And so I'm going to be hopefully sensitive to that from this day forward and mindful that we might not all have the same backgrounds and to sort of in my own uh, stumbling way try to be cognizant of that. I do want to say I got a lot of great responses from the episode of last week where I interviewed my old friend and fraternity brother Pastor Ken Bear and I haven't reached out to Ken yet, but if you're listening, Ken, I'm going to do that, so we might be able to do a reprise or two. So I am going to read the the gospel reading for to this weekend, and in the common lectionary, this if if you don't know it, it's it's a good thing to know. I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes. The common lectionary means that on any given Sunday. All of the mainline Christian churches, Catholic, Lutheran, Methodist, Presbyterian, are very likely hearing the same gospel reading. What a great gift that is and a great sign of the unity of the Christian community. So the reading this Sunday is from the Gospel of Matthew. When the heresies, when the heresies, when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested Jesus by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. Well, considering that we began today's episode with that prayer of St. Francis, 
it seems especially appropriate that we continue with this theme of peace uh, and love. It's important to us reflecting on what love means to recognize what it isn't. The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. It's when we don't care, we don't care about another person, or are indifferent to others, indifferent to their feelings, indifferent to the things that they may be struggle, struggling with. That's the opposite of love. We are to be imitators and hopefully to imitate God who is love and an imitator of the love that was prescribed in that gospel reading we just heard from Matthew. Now, some of you have heard this story about my experience with my dad when he died in 2001 and when I was at his wake and stood by his open casket to receive his friends and my family. And I knew I was going to be doing the eulogy the next day, and I was thinking about it a lot at that wake. Now, what you may not recall or don't remember or never knew is that in January 2001, I had uh, made my first steps in uh, moving toward where I am now. In January of 2001, I would go before what we call the admissions board uh, for the Dominicans in, this, in the province of St. Albert the Great. Uh, so my dad knew that I was going to be doing this, but didn't get to see me go forward with it. But during that day and night at the, the wake, dozens of people came up to me, and it was all kind of overwhelming uh, to me at the time, what was overwhelming is that there were so many people that were coming, who were coming up to me and saying what a great friend my father had been to them. All sorts of people, close friends I knew, of course, but some I had only heard about, and some I didn't know at all. People of all colors and people who definitely might be characterized as what might seem down and out. And so I <laughs> look thinking about this, my dad, who I'd known all my life, how could all these people say that my father had been such a great friend to them? How could he possibly have had so many good friends? When I thought about my dad, especially that night, as I prepared his eulogy, it didn't take me long to piece it all together. My dad let love guide his life. When I was with my dad, I felt like I was the most important person in the world at that moment. There was no looking at his watch or over my shoulder to see if there was somebody more interesting coming along. And I guess I just didn't realize he had done that with so many people. Dad loved people and he let it show and he didn't care what other people thought. I'm not sure if it even crossed his mind. He was that sort of man. Love was what motivated him, and as a result, I think, and many, many people, I think, would have agreed then, 20-some years ago, my dad went to God a happy and blessed man. He loved God and his neighbor. We learn to love, don't we? We don't start off loving people. We learn to love by the models around us. And we learn to love by the model of God. And then we model that love for our friends 
and later maybe if we're blessed with children for them but certainly for our neighbors and I suspect that everyone listening will say that they love God and yet what Jesus is telling us again is how can we expect to say that we love the God whom we cannot see if we cannot love our brother and sister sitting next to us in church or in our office or living next door to us or in our classroom a student sitting next to us or sleeping across the hall from us in our apartment building we cannot and when Jesus echoes the Old Testament exhortations to love God with everything we've got and love our neighbor as ourselves it is because God knows us so well at some level my father realized that as well maybe even if he didn't articulate it because he lived it we are not made to segregate ourselves loving some people and not others and thinking we can be a whole human being to the people we say we love we must show that love for everyone always we must show it for the immigrant and the neighbor in need as we hear in the reading from Exodus as well to for this weekend and we must become imitators and models as Paul wrote as well when we listen to the letter to the Thessalonians this weekend we must show it for Jews and Palestinians why is it so important that we love God and our neighbor we all have heard this gospel reading and the importance of love of God and ourselves and our neighbors but why why is it all so important if it were so important it would seem we would accept it easily and Jesus wouldn't have kept talking about it and I would have kept still do preach about it why is it so hard for us to see the importance well, we will find it easier to love our neighbor when we love ourselves because we believe and experience God's love for us. Loving this mysterious God is learning how we need to be loved and allowing God to speak that love to us, to be transformed. And when we do that, God's love for us will freely flow through us and splash on all those around us. We need to stop looking for loopholes and particular definitions for love of neighbor. We need to stop worrying about who is our neighbor. We are responsible for receiving and distributing God's love whenever and wherever we can. And above all, remember, we cannot be commanded to love and receive love. We are invited to do that. What God knows us ultimately is best for us loving is an invitation rather than demand the love of God comes first and then the love of neighbor is firmly grounded in the love of God the more we know of God's love and truth the more we love what he loves and reject what is hateful and contrary to God's will for us if we experience God's love we won't gossip and say all sorts of unkind things about people in our lives if we truly experience God's love we won't make distinctions between people that are born here and people that have come to this country seeking freedom and a better life for themselves and their children. And maybe this is the most pressing display of our love. If we truly experience the love of God, we won't care whether you are Muslim or Jew, Hindu or Sikh, Protestant or Catholic. You are a beloved child of God 
You are a neighbor called by God to be loved. Until that night when I stood receiving my father's family and friends, I'm not sure I really believed it was possible to love people so unequivocally and unconditionally. But my father showed me that it is. It is possible for us just as Jesus directs us in the, these great commandments. Jesus does not promise us that in the love of God and neighbor, it's going to be easy. Jesus' love, love involves sacrifice for us individually, as a family, a community, and as a nation. Through the acceptance of this teaching, we are committing ourselves at, to being our neighbor's keeper. So let us pray that we people experience a change of heart where we need to, a change that enables us to act justly and with love toward all people everywhere. May our goodness mirror on earth the welcome we hope to enjoy from Jesus in the kingdom. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. Hope to see you again.